Uh, in our program yesterday, we're looking at the power of grace. How gr- the grace of God is able to bring a person who has come to the, that point that he realizes that he's the worst of sinners and transforms him to become even a co-worker with the Lord Jesus Christ. To become one that can commune with Jesus and that can serve with Jesus like Peter was. When Peter came to the point that he realized that he was a sinner, but just because Jesus had performed a great miracle in his life, and then the miracle brought Peter to that point that Peter realized that he himself did not even deserve that miracle. His words were, away from me. When you begin to tell the Lord, away from me, I'm such a terrible person, I'm such a dirty person, you have reached a point where the Lord said, no, I came for people like you. The grace that changes a sinner. Today we are looking at the power of grace, the converting power of grace, the transforming power of grace. Titus chapter 2. From verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live life to live self-control upright and godly life life in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. We are saved by grace. Paul teaches it. It is not our good works that saves us. It is the grace of God that saves us. But it is not grace that brings us into salvation so that we continue to live in sin. It is grace that brings us into salvation and changes us so that we can begin to live a life that will please God. The grace of God that changes sinners. Not just the grace of God that gathers sinners to continue in their sin. Paul said, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? No. Grace is the free gift of God. That number one, brings sinners to Jesus. But it does not end there. It also teaches the sinner, transforms the sinner, so that the sinner can start living a life that will please God. And in verse 11, he said, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So that grace has appeared to you equally as an individual. The grace of God has appeared to all men and all men include you. You can become different. You can become changed. You can become saved. You can become transformed. And that transformation does not come through your effort. It comes through the grace of God. And what does that grace do? In verse 12, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. 
Grace does not come to help us to continue in sin. Grace comes to teach us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion. You can say no to ungodliness and worldly passion, not because of your human effort, but because of that grace that brings salvation. It teaches us to say no to that which is wrong. And secondly, to live self-control, to live upright, like we saw in one of our programs. Noah was an upright man, a righteous man. And that happened not because of your effort, but because of the grace of God. You can become different because of the grace of God. You can abandon sin because of the grace of God. The power in the grace of God is that it teaches you to say no to sin and to embrace a, self, a life, life of self-control. That's life of discipline. To become upright, to, become God, to live godly in this present age. And when we saw the case of Noah, we saw that it was an age where men were wicked. There is the grace of God that can help you out of sin. There's a grace of God that can help you to walk right with God. And in verse 13, while we wait for our blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself, 14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do good, what is good. He gave himself to redeem us, to redeem men to buy back were sold to sin, sold as slave to sin. But when he gave himself, he sacrificed himself. The purpose of that sacrifice was to buy us back. Buy us back for what purpose? To redeem us to unpure from all wickedness. You can abandon all wickedness in a, in a wicked generation, in a wicked world. You can abandon all wickedness. And then he gave himself so that he would redeem us from all wickedness. And then to, uh, it does not end there to pure purify for himself that corruption of heart he purifies you in the inside and what does he produce he produces a people that are his very own eager to do what is good we are eager to do what is good because we are changed in the inside we are purified in the inside we are transformed in the inside all this is the work of grace it's not a condition where people say yes i'm saved by grace therefore i can continue in my sin i can continue my corruption i can continue my immorality after all i'm saved by grace that's a misunderstanding of grace Grace brings people and transforms them and teaches them to say no to all wickedness, to all ungodliness, and to live a life of self-control, a life that is upright, and to live a life that says, I have been changed, and therefore I will please the man that changed me. The grace of God that redeems us from wickedness, and the grace of God that purifies us, that changes our inside so that we are a people eager to do what is good. We do not do what is good to be saved. We do what is good because we are saved. That is the power of grace, the grace that changes the life of men. Come to him. There's the power to transform you and bring you to this point that the Bible says, 
his very own, this very own that can enter into this heart-to-heart relationship with God. And as you enter into this heart-to-heart relationship with Jesus, then you are you you are you'll be eager all the time to do what is good because you are different. The power of grace that changes.